When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new score. Lindsay in for Jonathan today, and I want to dive right into this debate that started in our email thread here. In the blue corner. <laughs> Wang, what do you weigh, Judd? Wang. Uh, I prefer not to think about my weight right now. Yeah, <laughs> I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror yesterday. I don't want to think about it. That... All I'll say about my weight is I realized I need to drop like 20 to 30. That's that's how you can announce my weight. As 20 to 30 pounds to, more than he should be. In the red corner, needing to drop uh, 30, 35 pounds, whatever it is. <laughs> oh. Both of them could use yep. a little weight loss plan. Yep. Too much beer one of on you, Sunday. One of you thinks the Twins have the most exciting player in all of baseball. Another one of you thinks, eh, I've seen more exciting in my life. Definitely, right one, now definitely one more exciting. Can I give you why I said today, or I, I think I actually wrote this at scorenorth.com on Sunday, and then uh, did a uh, Morning Judd video that we tweeted out today. And I, I, I declared, Morning Judd. And I declared that... Have you had coffee yet when you do Morning Judd? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, Ordinarily, yes. What needs to happen from instead of morning Judd to take place, like after you've gotten yourself ready for the day and in your car, for this morning Judd to be the recommend. first thing that you do? Oh, when wake, you wake up and up do it. The very first I can do that. Yeah. Sure, that's no problem. Were you just like? I mean, I think roll of stuff. out of bed and there's I, shirtless Judd. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> you see again? Why would you want to do that to people? Robbie and I have gone through this with you. Shirtless Judd is not. No, I don't need to see shoulder hair first thing in the morning. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, I shaved it today, okay? Back off. Got the razor out. Shaved it off. But anyway, disheveled Judd, that'd be fine. Byron Buxton is, to me right now, and I have to be careful here because I'm afraid that people are going to hear best. Mm Mm-hmm. Byron Buxton, right now, and I'll give you two examples from Sunday, is the most exciting player currently in baseball. So he's not the best. I'm not saying he's the greatest player. He clearly is not. But he is the most exciting player in the sport today, and I'll give you two plays, and they have nothing to do with hits, actually. Bottom of the third, yesterday. He is playing deeper, and we we talked about that, and I I wrote that what about a month ago now that they have him positioned deeper to try and not have him collide with walls as violently. 
a shot, a P is hit to right field at the trop, or to center field at the trop. Buxton goes back and makes a really nice catch. He makes it look simple, but it's a really nice catch. Mm-hmm. He bounces, but he doesn't He doesn't collide. He sort of just braces himself against the wall. He kind of used the wall for momentum. He kind of used yes. it like a wrestler would bounce off that. the ropes. It's, he really did. It's genius. Yeah. He then throws a 90-mile-per-hour, one-hop P to first base, double play. And the play looks so simple. You were like, yeah, of course he did that. But think about that play for a second. Imagine going from what you thought off the bat, if you're that, if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, you think, oh, that's a two-run homer, right? This At least just, a just, a, just a guy in first base, I think. At least a double, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. For, it's, for, it's a two-run homer, and yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll live, with a, live with a double. Not a double play. Mm-hmm. For that to be a double play yes. is, and he and because he didn't leap against like leap up and rob it or dive on the warning track because he went back and like if if the wall hadn't been there it just would have been a can of corn like he just would have he just would have gone back an extra step and caught the ball and thrown it back in and he makes like you're not going to see Byron Buxton this is where first of all I agree with Judd I think he's the most entertaining player in baseball the most exciting player to watch the most must see player in baseball if you're talking across the board defense. Base paths, the dudes on third base, the the team with the most home runs in baseball is pulling safety squeezes now over the Can weekend. Can I give you play two? Yeah, Quick, quickly. Yeah, top of five. He he singles to left to get on. It's immediately apparent, as it should be, that it's that the Tampa pitcher is paranoid. He should be right. They pick Byron Buxton off first base. Most guys are just dead there. <laughs> Byron Buxton does the right thing, breaks for second. The Tampa first baseman goes into a, not surprisingly, complete panic, right? Hurls the ball into left field. So now Buxton's at third base. So instead of an out, you, you've got a guy who's gone from first to third. By the way, it was easy again. Polanco comes up and lays down a safety squeeze that is literally right in front of home plate. Yes. Pitcher runs in, scoops the ball, and basically tosses it to the catcher. Did you see where Buxton was? The freeze frame of where yes. he was when the pitcher got the ball. And did and did you he see? He was like halfway down the line. And the stride, the stride is incredible because the picture also shows this huge stride because his strides are so big. Every human being I know, basically pro athlete or not, in this world is probably out. Oh, for sure. It's a perfect play. Tampa executes it, and Byron Buxton scores. Yeah. So those two plays solidify to me. That if I'm baseball and I'm trying to m- make a case that we are more than home runs, we are excitement, Byron Buxton personifies that. Now, I will reiterate the disclaimer that Judd gave before he started talking. We're talking about most entertaining player, right? I said exciting, but yes, most not exciting, best. Not most exciting, most Not best. Not the most Mike exciting, Trout. most entertaining player. And that's a subjective thing. What we're entertained by is different from person to person. Judd makes a very compelling case, and Byron Buxton, in my book, is a very exciting and entertaining baseball player. But to me, personally... But he's an objectively exciting entertainment player. Absolutely. Not even a subjectively Absolutely. Exciting. But on the scale of how exciting or how entertaining, I think you can debate... That there are more entertaining players, such as, I would argue, the most entertaining player in baseball is Javi Baez of the Chicago Cubs. El Mago. Which is Spanish for the magician. He does everything that Judd just talked about in terms of the excitement of the way that he runs the bases, the glove that he brings out to the field. Now, he doesn't play center field, so... The plays aren't as spectacular a lot of the time because he doesn't have to run as far 
But what this guy does anywhere that they put him on the field, he plays second, he plays short, he plays third. What he does anywhere on the field is gold glove quality. The only reason he hasn't won a gold glove is because he doesn't play one position every day. And he does he does all those things that you just talked about with Byron Buxton, but with more flair, with more excitement. He brings like an Eddie Rosario type of excitement to, to an at-bat. Like when he hits one over the wall, he'll launch his bat and look into his dugout and scream something the same way that an Eddie Rosario does. The way the guy makes tags, that's why he's called El Mago. It's that Spanish, again, for the magician. The, just the way that he makes tags is entertaining, and unlike anybody in baseball, he, to me, again, it's subjective. This is an opinion, is the most exciting, most entertaining player in baseball. Does everything Byron Buxton does on a near-MVP level with more flair and more emotion for the game than Byron Bucks. So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? That's great. It's been, it's been a nice run with Romney. It's been a lot of fun with Romney. You asked the question. It's been, you asked the question. It's been fun. Can I, can a lot I, of fun? It's, I been asked fun. it's been fun. Is Javi Baez not as entertaining as I think he is? Javi Baez is, is wildly entertaining. He is. Let me, let me take Judd's question and pivot it this way. Okay. Is there a player in baseball who impacts the game in as many ways as Byron Buxton. Is there a player in baseball? I'm just going to check some boxes here off the top of my head, okay? Is there a player in baseball who can hit a 430-foot home run in the eighth inning of a close game that can also rob a home run with ease, that can also throw a ball 90 miles an hour from center field and double a guy off or, or gun someone down at third base or home plate, that can also run home to second, home to third as fast, or make fielders and pitchers as nervous when he's just on the base pass. I think whether it's base running, defense, glove or arm, and then also just his ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark, he leaves the league in doubles too, which isn't all bloop singles that should, you know, that should normally be singles that he's turning into doubles. There's a lot of shots down the line. I don't think there's a player in baseball who impacts the game in as many ways, sprawling ways, as Byron Buxton. Javi's not as fast, and he's not robbing home runs because he's not a center fielder. But all those other things, I think he checks those boxes. And makes plays at, on the infield that change games. I mean, he guns guys, guns guys down at home plate on throws that most guys wouldn't even attempt. I, I think this comes back to me to a conversation that we had on the old show a lot. And, and I think... As we see this unfold, it rings completely true. And that is Buxton, if he hits, let's say, 265, it still has a huge impact because every time he gets on base, he is a nightmare. He is a nightmare for teams. He's in. He's in. Here's another way to frame the question. Is there a player in baseball who's in opposing teams' heads more than Byron Buxton? This this version of Byron Buxton. And standing on first base, I think the I think the box is checked is absolutely not, don't you? Like, like, nobody's more of a threat when they get on base than Byron Buxton yeah. is. Like right Joey now. Gallo is in heads because he could hit a home run sure. five hundred feet at any given time. Javi Baez is in heads for different reasons. But like Byron Buxton's in your head at the plate. He's in your head when he's in the field. He's in your head more so when he's on the base pass. Just because he could he, he could impact the game at any given point in any of those different areas. If he's if he's at first base, odds are very good that he's going to eventually be at third base. Yeah, it's a he uh, right now. By the way, he leads Major League Baseball with twenty doubles. 
He he only has ten stolen bases, and that's mostly because the Twins just have no incentive to steal. <laughs> oh, no, they don't really want to steal. Like, they bases. lead the league in home. He just runs. He's going to jog around from first anyway. If he gets <laughs> right, on, so he's the only guy on the roster that really has a green light every time, or not every time, but a majority of the time that he's on. And they're probably telling him, dude, all right, if if Max Kepler's coming up, or for a while he was hitting in front of Mitch Garver, and Mitch Garver was was back in the lineup. I think hitting, lead, yeah, he was hitting leadoff in his first game back. So. If 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 you're if you got a guy who's with an OPS of 1200 hitting after you're on first base, there's no reason to to light it up with the green light. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Judd on this. I, Javi Baez is wildly entertaining, but uh, but I'm with Judd on this one. There's okay. no there's no player that I would rather tune in to watch play baseball right now than Byron Box. Guys, there's no wrong answer here. All right. <laughs> I I would like to see a Complaint, poll, Robbie. I would like to see a poll though done of, of opposing teams to say. What player right now do you least like to attempt to game plan for beyond the at-bats? So you basically, if you're trying to... Because that play at first base, to to me, was indicative of of the fact... The first baseman completely freaked out, and I don't blame him, but that ball was launched. That ball never had a chance. He's not thinking to himself, we've picked him off. He's thinking to himself, my God, he's stealing, and now what? Yeah, Um, it is... uh I mean, it's also just sort of a testament to the Twins' philosophy, too. They went from, they, they, they had a lot of cookie-cutter pitcher types that they would aim for in the draft. And by the way, don't think we aren't mocking today. Oh. Oh. The Major League Baseball draft <laughs> is happening tonight, and we will be mocking, even though we've never heard of any of the players who are going to be drafted tonight. <laughs> Since when did that matter? It doesn't. doesn't Since matter. when did that stop a good mock? But I think if you're going to go out and have some sort of a framework draft strategy, shortstops and center fielders who are just loaded with athleticism that, okay, if they fail in those spots, like Miguel Sano was a shortstop, Trevor Plouffe was a shortstop, right? They outgrew the position, you move them somewhere else, they become third baseman, first baseman, whatever it is. Um, And Byron Buxton was a guy that just stuck in center field. But I like their philosophy going back even to the Terry Ryan regime of let's go, just go get dudes like this. And if you can hit major league pitching and do all these other things, like he doesn't, if you put his... This is the best part about Byron Buxton. If you put his batting line in front of other players, like if if CJ Crone had a career batting line of 235 with a 700 OPS, you'd say, well, he's unplayable at first base or DH. But if he can also play the center field that you watched this weekend, which Byron Buxton has been playing for the better part of five years, he becomes a guy who's going to get MVP votes, which... The Twins have a few guys who might get MVP votes on their roster this year. The problem is they have too many guys who could get MVP votes. They're going to spread, spread the out. Vote out. Right, exactly. Oh, they're they're, they're too good. They're out too good now. How many All-Stars right. right now are on this team? Uh, if it's fair, if not every if not every team should have a player. Um, yeah, we have to operate under those parameters. I would say... If, well, pitcher-wise, I mean, think about that one. All of the relievers? <laughs> I think you can make an argument for and five now, for Miguel. five Matt position McGill. players. Polanco to be all stars. Polanco should be. Rosario should be. I think Buxton should be at the rate he's going. Garver would be if not for the injury, the way he was hitting. Yeah, and there's just not many catchers. Yeah. Period. Who? And then I think qualify. you can make a case for CJ Crone at first. And the funny thing is, we're 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 leaving out a guy right now who is on pace. For 30 home runs, 95 RBIs, and has an 800 OPS in Jonathan Scope. It's just like... That's true. Maybe not even in the that's conversation. A, that's a dude who's going to get paid. Yes, he and will. And good for him. Probably not by the Twins. No. But he will get good paid for by him. somebody. He's delivered. Yep. Um, I think it's time for some Craig Kimbrell watch, gentlemen. 
Has he signed in the last 15 minutes? Lindsay, has not he signed? Do we know that he's signed? Not that I know of, but I will check. Okay. Why has he not signed? Word, Why have the twins not signed Craig Kimmel? Word is his camp is saying he did not want to sign immediately. I don't know why. Oh, he's going to play it cool. Now he's going to play it There have cool. just been multiple reports. They're hard to get all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm just going to be chilling over here. He might be a weird dude. Like he might just, as Patrick's been talking about, just flat out be a pain in the butt. Is he going to hop over a fence to not sign with a baseball team like our guy Colton from The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna hop over the green monster. Quit trying to get on Phil's good side, Rami. It's too late. Your hobby bias take the latest on Craig Kimbrell watch. When we come back to Mackie and Judd. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Let's take a quick look at the traffic around the metro area. It seems that 94 eastbound and I-394 eastbound are both sites of multiple crashes. So please be aware of the slowdowns, at least going out of the city and going into that western part of the metro area. There's also a crash on I-35W northbound, just north of Richfield, heading into Minneapolis, as well as a couple of crashes crashes on 62 eastbound and near Edina. And uh, I-494 eastbound as well on just at the corner of 169 and 494. Lots of things going on across the metro here. Join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar this Saturday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Colorado Rapids. Pre-game starts at 7.30 p.m. Kickoff at 8 right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Boom. That's Lindsey Brown. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Back tomorrow. Jonathan's birthday today. Jonathan. Oh, happy birthday, Jonathan. Happy birthday. Guys, are you guys the types and Lindsey that will take your birthday off of work? I usually will, yes. Okay. If I have the uh, days to burn. Not at this age. <laughs> 50. 50 this year. I'm not taking any time off for that. 50 is a big You should take time off for 50 your 50th is a very birthday. important milestone. Yeah. How about prefer to forget that I'm going to turn 50? You should, you should take the day and go do something on your bucket list. Go jump out of a plane. See, okay, that's the type of thing I would never do, and you know that. You just said that. You're trolling me right there. My bucket list would be like bungee jump. Are you kidding me? You would not do those things, would you? No. Oh, okay. Hell no. No, no. You know what? I'll turn fifty. I'll come to work, and then I'll be fifty years in one day the next day. That's my excitement. Happy so birthday to Judd. Yeah. So excited. excited. I stopped. 50 is you know the what? New, uh, 50 is the new 48. I stopped being. Exactly. I stopped being excited at birthdays at 22. And here's why. 21, right? You can drink. Like you can legally go drink. It's a great. I turn 22 and I'm like, what's left? Like what is. I can't, you know, I could drink for a year now, right? I was 22 and I'm like, this is the most inconsequential day ever. I mean, did and it, I got when, tired of birthdays. When at that you point. say what's left, did you mean that like, like your your life meant like, like what you, even is life? Like, like how how <laughs> philosophical do you mean? No, I'm just that saying. Question to I'm me. just saying when you turn the calendar and you're a kid, it's a lot of fun and you have birthday parties, right? Yeah. And up to 21, it's like 21. You can go out drinking. It's sort of cool. I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but it's it's a it's a moment. It's special. Yeah. You get to 22, and I'm like, what? 
What's the incentive here? I think 30 is a good one. I think 30, 30 represents the fact that now you're really an adult, but you're still kind of in your prime. You know, 30 okay, is... Okay, I can like, see that. Is that how you rationalize 30, it with you yourself? Got a, you got yeah. a job, hopefully, by 30. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I hope so. Rami's like, eh. Rami, yeah. I was in my parents' basement that year. You're out of jail. <laughs> Anybody? New 40 lease, was boring. New lease on life. <laughs> 40 bored me. Well, I got to 40. It's like, whatever. My know, 40 is coming up in October. We are uh, six, four months away from wow. my 40th. Oh, yeah. we, can't, we should ten do years some of, kind of a 10 little, years uh, apart right there. A yeah. little, uh, little celebration for 50 and for, for 40 on the show. I'm down. I'm okay. down for celebrating birthdays. Well, there is a guy who I believe just turned 30, child. 31 years old. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell turned 31 in... Uh, happy birthday, Craig Kimbrell. He turned 31 years old. On uh, May 28th, actually, last week was Craig Kimball's 31st birthday. Somebody right. should have given him a three-year contract for his birthday. And somebody still might give him a contract. Have you guys, before we dive into some of the latest around, and he, and he has not signed yet, and neither has Dallas Keuchel, and the Twins, according to multiple credible national baseball publications and writers, are very much talking with both free agents. Have you guys ever taken the time to look at just how complicated the draft pick compensation stuff is. Like the reason why two of the best pitchers in baseball the last few years yes. are still available. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is such a glimpse into why football yes. is a very easy sport to follow and understand. If you're at a bar and you're talking with your buddies, there's a trade deadline, there's a salary cap, and there's <laughs> games on Sundays. Like it's and there's a bunch of complicated things within the contracts in football. But like you don't ever really have to worry about those things when you're having conversations with your friends about free agents. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and he's going to sign within a week. Yep, and he's going to make thirty million dollars, and it's just about where should he sign and who should sign him, right? In baseball, there's a full page on MLB.com's website that's like a thousand words outlining the qualifying offer to free agents. What happens if a player rejects the qualifying offer? And if a team wants to sign that player to a qualifying offer, did you know that there are multiple tiers of teams ranked by revenue sharing or revenue giving and what they would have to give up if they were to sign a guy like Craig Kimball or Dallas Keiko? So it changes? No, I did not know that. It's what? absurd. Yes. Oh, I thought it was just across the board the same. No, it's different. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can we do this for a couple minutes just to help? Because I think it's, it's, it's helpful to know. Like people are wondering why, like. Wait, why are we talking about this on June 3rd? Why is Craig Kimball even a free agent? Right. Did he have Tommy John? Nope. No. Healthy. He walked a couple guys in the playoffs. Oh, man. He walked a couple guys. <laughs> must must mean that he's worthless he's now, done. right? He's over. <laughs> he's cooked. Yep. So, penalties for signing players who reject qualifying offers. So, basically, in 2018 and 19, if you are a free agent... Your team can offer you a one-year, $18 million contract. If you turn that down, you now become a player who rejected a qualifying offer. You become red-flagged. Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keuchel. So there are multiple tiers of penalties if you're a team like the Twins that wants those players. So Craig Kimbrell said, thanks, Red Sox. I don't want you one-year, $18 million. I want to go for, for more money than that. And the Twins might say, cool. We'd love to sign you up for that, but... Here are the categories, okay? Any team that signs up, stick with me. This is ridiculous. And get, pour a cocktail. Any team that signs a player who has rejected a qualifying offer is subject to the loss of one or more draft picks. However, 
a team's highest first-round pick is exempt from forfeiture, which is a big-time change that went into the last CBA. There are three tiers of draft pick forfeiture based on the financial status. I'm already lost. Of I'm not going to I know. This yeah. is absurd. You have no chance right now. Let me read this. Driving around, you're like, what is Mackie talking about? There are three tiers of draft pick forfeiture mm-hmm. based on the financial status of the signing team. <sighs> and those are in place to serve as a penalty for signing a player who rejected a qualifying offer. Okay. And you're wondering why no one watches baseball. <laughs> and you lose. Am, am I correct in saying you lose... If you still sign said player before the deadline, you lose your second pick. So here, here I'll summarize this, and then you can lose slot money too. If you, if you're a I'm team, if you're a team that exceeded the luxury tax in the preceding season, so Red Sox and Nationals were in this group apparently. Okay, you will lose your second and fifth highest selections in the following year's draft, as well as a million dollars in international signing bonus money. Okay. So if you're the Red Sox or Nationals and you wanted to sign, well, well, the Red Sox would be Keuchel. If you're the Nationals and you wanted to sign either one of these, you'd give up those two draft picks and a million dollars from your international pool, like the pool that landed the Twins, Max Kepler. So let's say you're the Twins. Let's say I'm the Twins. The Twins are in the second group. Wait, check that. (laughs) Rami's just shaking his head. Yes, the Twins are in the second group. (laughs) I give up, man. (laughs) This is baseball. This is baseball right now. What is the point of all this? Hold on. Let me answer Judd's question. Then we'll get to yours. So the twins are in the... They have a law degree from Harvard just yep. to understand free agency. <laughs> well, yep, exactly right. The twins are in the group that... Re- so they receive revenue-sharing money. Mm-hmm. And they weren't and they were, they were, they were on the luxury tax team. They receive luxury uh, uh, revenue-sharing money. So they lose their third highest selection in the draft if they sign one of these two players. If they would have the before highest. midnight. Okay, so that would be their uh, like their fifty fourth overall pick. They have three picks. Okay, in the top, but 54. they would not lose their slot money. That is correct. They're not a okay. Now, how about this category again? There's more. These are baseball's problems to figure out. A team that neither exceeded the luxury tax threshold nor receives there are revenue more, sharing. More to this? Yes, yes, I'm dead serious. <laughs> look on your face right now a team that neither exceeded the luxury tax or receives revenue sharing will lose its second highest selection and five hundred thousand dollars from its international signing bonus pool you know what this feels like (laughs) oh it's so stupid you know when you're playing you're playing a game with a little kid that they just made up and they just make up the rules as they go along to suit them and to make sure that they win. And they're always convoluted and very confusing. Yeah, it's like this big, is it's ex- like big. It's Big Daddy, right? This is exactly what this sounds like. I that win a, exactly. What what, what? what? What do you mean you win? It's I so win. Ridiculous. How, how did the players' association agree to this though? They just got confused and said yes. Did they just give up? Ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they were like me while Phil was reading there. Yeah. Where they just threw their hands. And you know what? Whatever, dude. Just your, yeah, okay. Your face was completely blank. I, Robbie's I, face was completely blank. Like there was there was no thought because it had become so confusing. It gave up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But imagine but like this? like if your goal in baseball. I love how some of the smart sports have simplified everything. Right. All right, NBA, and I don't love the NBA. I mean, but there's actually, a lot of NBA players who should NBA, be making more money. The NBA, some of their trade and free agency rules are very convoluted. Like, whatever the whole rule was, and I'm not even going to try to explain it to you because I didn't understand it nor remember it, but whatever the reason was that the Celtics couldn't trade Kyrie Irving if they were interested in Anthony Davis. 
Like, they have their own stupid, confusing, convoluted rules that appear to exist for no reason. They do, and there's a lot of different things within the NBA's salary cap, and they have, so they have, if you're over the cap, they have mid-level exceptions, and they have um, biannual exceptions and weird things, but in the NBA, they have max contracts. You know exactly what you're making. If you're Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. you know exactly how much money you're going to make, and you could argue, well, he should be able to make more money, and so they should uncap the the player caps. And then in baseball, because there's no cap and there's no framework, guys like Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel are still free agents on June 3rd. Judley, aren't you glad that our sport avoids the red tape like the plague after the Chris Pronger deal? Uh, yeah, but we still got problems. No, what do you mean? Hockey has plenty of problems. Our sport still got pro- problems. At it, least we don't have this one. The, the, thing, the thing with baseball, though, is after all of the crap that you just went through in red and all of these convoluted rules... You still cannot trade your draft picks, which, by the way, would drive fans to like your sport more. Like, if there were talks right now, the Orioles, I, I believe, have the first pick tonight, correct? Mm-hmm. You, there are, some, by the way, as of last year, I believe, I believe there are some I teams right. that can trade some draft right, picks. Right, but my point but is... it's like, it's not, you can't say, we'll trade you six picks for... But my point is, this yeah. would be a lot more fun if the Orioles were engaged with the Astros and yeah. somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't really trade all your draft picks because because the owners are... Very concerned that if you could, somebody would basically take an entire draft class and send it to a, a team for a pitcher. And then, I'm not going to go through all this. There's a whole other section of this on MLB.com that explains for the team that loses the guy that they offered the qualifying offer to. So if you're a team that that lost, there's Dallas Keuchel. Sure. Uh, A.J. Pollock was one of these guys. He has Monty Grandal, Bryce Harper. That if the player signs for at least $50 million total... <laughs> It's a different level of comp that you get oh, versus. I mean, yeah. it's so let's, ridiculous. Let's just let's just stop. Let's just stop and change the rules <laughs> so they make more sense. So but Rob Manfred is trying to make sure pitchers go at least three batters. That's what he needs to fix. Well, this is why what Phil just read is why this board, unfortunately, is probably going to have a strike of some sort. Because how can you? So you work your entire big league career, right, to hit the open market. You finally got your payday. And some bozo team gives you the qualifying offer, and now your payday is tied up in teams now saying, we'd love to sign you, Dallas Keiko, but we we can't give up the draft pick compensation. So this is why they need to restructure this. The latest on Craig Kimbrell here, and there's all kinds of stuff that's come out in the last 12 hours, last 24 hours, uh, and Dallas Keiko the same way. That uh, Well, the latest on Keiko is that the Yankees are hot after him, but he'd have to shave his beard to pitch for them. And he has agreed to shave his beard <laughs> I love this. to pitch for the Yankees, which is absurd. But, Thanks for not making me shave my beard when I came here, guys. Actually, yeah, we, uh, actually yeah, we're, we forgot to tell you. We thought about Yeah, for football season. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go. okay. yeah, you got to shave that thing. Damn it. There's an MLB <laughs> insider for Sports Illustrated named John Taylor who ranked the suitors in order of... And I can't tell if it's like his reporting, but it, it's the five teams on what. Well, here it is: the five teams uh, on which he'd make the biggest impact. Number one, Brewers. Uh, number two, Dodgers. Number three, Braves. He's already wrong. Number four, Cubs, and number five, Mets. He does not have the Twins in the top five for Craig Kimbrell among teams that, Who's that he would make the most impact for. Who's the uh... John Taylor Sports Illustrated dot com? Yeah, I'm not buying. That just got posted three minutes ago. But uh, as of right now, radio silence on the Craig Kimball. Why front. wouldn't you have the Twins on that list? Yeah, the Mets seem like an odd. Yeah, the Mets. You think he? You think he's chomping at the bit to sign with the Mets? Oh. 
Probably not. If I'm going to a team, I'm go- going to a team right now that I feel has a very good chance of being in the playoffs. I'm not going to the New York Mets. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. Sorry. No, there's so, no reason to play for Brewers, the Mets at this point. Brewers, sure. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Um, By the way, did you see why the Cubs are suddenly in on some of these guys? Because Ben Zobrist, who's on leave right now because he's going through a divorce, his money comes off the books if he doesn't come back to the team this season. Really? So that freed up some payroll flexibility for the Cubs. Is he not coming back to the They're team? They're saying that's a very real possibility, and they're willing to make that gamble. Now, is that his decision or the Cubs' decision? I think it's his decision, and they told him, take as long as you need. <laughs> of course they did. Hmm. So he might just sit out the whole season it's possible. after a divorce. Okay. Wait, but I have one simple question. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Seems like there's more to the story here. You would think, yeah. I don't know what that whole thing is. If the wife takes I mean, off, I'm down for two weeks or so. I'm bummed <laughs> out. I miss a day or two of work. But a day or two? That's it? Yeah, if I get divorced, there's nothing. Yes, I want to work. Yeah, I would think like sitting at home would be a lot harder than... Like, I mean, I don't want to, there's kids involved yourself. here, so I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive, and I don't have for kids. You. Yeah. No, but... But one would think that if you're a big league baseball player and you make millions. And you're married to a pretty successful country singer who yeah. also makes millions. Just go back to work, dude. <laughs> this sounds, I don't know. This sounds soft, This man. sounds fishy. This sounds fishy to, to me that now. No, I think there I has to be more to that. the story. Yeah, I, didn't I think there has that. to be more to the story. I mean, come on, Phil. Wouldn't you go back to work? Yes. Oh, I, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, oh, I can't. The worst thing, I think, I mean, I'm not not to give Ben Zobrist life advice in a judging a situation That's I know okay. nothing I about, but I would think going back to work would be something within six months that would be feasible. But I don't know. I'm saying I understand your life situation, Ben, and to each their own. <laughs> if you need this time, you go ahead and take it, dude. Yeah, exactly. Says the Cubs fan who wants the pitcher signed. I want Craig Kimbrough. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. You're circumventing the system. Kind of a win-win for you. you got two teams in the race right now. Yeah. 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 My baseball world is very, very good right now. What I don't want to see, and I don't think this will be the case, I don't want to see that the Twins like drew a line financially on a short-term contract. If some team goes out and gives Craig Kimbrough three years and $60 million and the Twins decide, you know what, we're just, we're just much more interested in this year and next year. I would sign him for a three-year deal because I don't think like what's the worst that can happen. You're not; it's not a Joe Maurer contract. I I don't want to see that like the Twins weren't in financially. I think they're going to be, and I think he'll just choose the team that he wants to pitch for. That's my guess. Unless there's something that ultimately scares them a lot, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be now. So the second part of this question is this one too: Would you guys uh, go Kimbrel and, and then potentially trade in July for a starting pitcher? Or if I was to tell you that you're going to have to give up not your top two, but five prospects and two trades to get a bullpen guy and a starter, and that you weren't going to sign Kimbrel, which would you be more I, comfortable with? I would be comfortable overpaying financially. Okay. I'd rather I'd rather overpay That's financially because it doesn't it, overpaying financially doesn't prevent you from it doesn't prevent you from doing anything in five years. If you overpay prospect wise, mm-hmm. it might prevent you from doing something in five years, whether it's winning or trading. Because your cupboards get thinner. And I'm willing to give up prospects for the right players. I'm willing to go as far as they need to go if they think there's a piece there that puts them over the top for World Series contention. But if you can get a Kimbrel or a Keikel without having to go down that road, that's much more preferred in my book. Yeah. Uh, we have a cram session coming up mm-hmm. in about 20 minutes. Yes. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Your friend turning into a dad. I literally, you know those Geico commercials where people are turning into their parents? 
That was my weekend. A buddy of mine came from Chicago <laughs> to hang out and spend the weekend with me and was talking a big game. And then it turned out my dad visited for four days. That's what happened. I want to, We want to talk more about this. Mackie and Jeff with Rami on the other side. On the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Take another quick look at our traffic situation in the greater metro area here. Northeast of the metro, mainly in the Roseville area, it seems that there is a crash on Minnesota 36 eastbound. Uh, also a crash at I-694 westbound right at the intersection of 35W uh, through the city of Minneapolis. Obviously, lots of traffic, lots of red around. There's still crashes on I-394 eastbound and uh, I-35 W northbound just south of Minneapolis. But other than that, there's traffic. It's summertime. Have fun. Thank you, Lindsay. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android. You can uh, listen to your favorite shows on demand or stream us live. The more you stream us live, the more points you earn to get cool rewards from us here at Score North. It's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including columns by our very own Judd Zulgad. Um, I had a friend come and visit from out of town for the first time since I moved to the Twin Cities, you guys. And I was really, really... That's, that's a sick I have friends brag by you right there. I mean, I don't have many. <laughs> but one of them came to visit me this weekend, and I was like, he's coming to my new city, man. I'm going to show him the town, right? Yeah. And he show was, him that spoon and cherry. He was talking a big game before he came. I think he used the words crunk and lit to describe wow. how this weekend was going to be. He even asked me about some of our uh, gentlemanly establishments that we have here in oh. Minneapolis and what kind of reviews and reputation that they may have. Like wow. I thought I thought we're really about to be like two bros out on the town. And now, you is, know what I mean? Is this married guy with kids? Married guy, he just turned 40 a few months ago, <sighs> has three kids between the ages of three and eight. He and I go back to seventh grade. Okay. That's how long we've been. We go all the way back to seventh grade. He's like my brother. Love him to death. I'm glad he came. And if he comes again, and this is exactly how the weekend plays out, that's fine by me because he's my brother and I love him. All right? However. But what I didn't realize (laughs) is that because we're not in each other's life on a day-to-day basis, we're in pretty good contact, but mostly just like talking crap on a text thread. Like, I don't really get a read for what his lifestyle and his day-to-day is. And what I didn't realize is that somewhere along the way, between the last time we hung out and this weekend, he turned into one of our dads. He re- he literally <laughs> turned into one of our dads. I picked this dude up from the airport, and he's wearing chinos, loafers, a cardigan sweater, and a cabbie hat. And that's is he showing the is he showing the ankle, or is he wearing chinos with with like some weird dad socks? No, I think uh, I don't remember if there is he was trendy dad or is he lame he's dad? Sort of trendy, okay. Kind of trendy dad. You're like ah, Joey's dad might be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Kind of cool, but still, he, you definitely can tell that he's a dad. And before I get to the specifics of how this weekend played out, a couple themes that ran through the weekend. One was very confused often and needing to be reminded of things. Like there were four or five places we had planned on going that he asked me at least three times each. What's the name of that place again? We're, what's that name? What's the yeah. place that we're going again tonight? I do, I do Classic that. Early, early dad dementia. And using Classic. full and, disclosure, I do that one. And using old timey words that nobody uses anymore. He called the rooftop bar across the street from my apartment a cafeteria. Yeah. He's like, are we still? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, cafeteria? People don't even call cafeterias cafeterias anymore, man. What's the what is so, the what is the company that where where the guy the guy's like on the dance floor? The commercial you're talking about? Geico. Yeah. Because yeah. he's on the dance floor yeah. and he's like, hey, it's Bob Bob Jones. And he like reaches out his hand yeah. to shake the hand of some twenty two you know year what? old gal on the dance floor. You know floor. what lied from the Geico commercials that reminded me of when he said cafeteria when uh the guy hands his his buddy his cell phone and he's like, here, take, take a, a selfie. selfie of me. <laughs> take a selfie of me. Okay. So cafeteria, yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. Yes. That's kicking it back. Exactly. Exactly. A rooftop so, cafeteria. I yeah. pick up my friend from work uh Friday morning before I I came into the station. I take him back to my apartment. I go home. I'm I'm expecting like, hey, I'll take my buddy out to like a neighborhood place for lunch before I gotta come in for my afternoon sh- uh shift. He's asleep on my couch. Had just eaten a sandwich. Like there's a ta- there's a plate with crumbs <laughs> sitting there. He had clearly made himself and ate a sandwich, which is fine. My house is his house. Again, we're like brothers. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. I'll just go. I'll do my second shift. I'll come back. We'll go grab some dinner and hang out, get drinks, be bros. You know what I mean? I get back from work. He's like, you know, man, I'm really tired. It was an early flight today. Why don't we just get some carry out and and stay in tonight? We'll start we'll oh. start the week we'll start the weekend tomorrow. We're gonna ease in. We're just gonna This dude is asleep on my couch before ten PM. <laughs> Friday night, right? So do you go out alone at this point? No, I just, just sat on just the whatever. other end of the couch and watched TV. And like neither of us was happy because I'm keeping him up with the TV, but I'll be damned if I'm going to bed and like shutting everything off at ten o'clock. So Saturday we wake up, and the plan for Saturday was he's a big soccer fan, so he wanted to go somewhere oh, yeah. and watch the Champions League final, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big stuff. So he Googled. He found soccer bars in my neighborhood. He was like, dude, this is a great neighborhood. Do you have like four or five what look like really good soccer there are, bars There's a lot here. of great places. If you want to watch soccer in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday, there's so actually a, a bunch go, of So we go. I got him to get up and walk to Glamdahl Donuts with me like late morning Saturday, right? So we're walking back from Glamdahl Donuts, and like now I see the blood start pumping. I start seeing my friend again. He's seeing like these scooters and these bikes that you can rent. And he's like, man, we should. Okay, so we're going to go to a soccer bar. We're going to watch the soccer game. Then we should get one of these scooters or bikes. And like, we'll go all the way to the Mississippi River, man. We'll stop. We'll grab drinks. We'll grab food along the way. Come back, blah, blah, blah. So by the time we get back from Glamdahl Donuts after he did like all the research, downloaded the apps to it, rent the bikes and the scooters. This is what time? This is So this is like by the time we get back from Glamdahl Donuts, it's probably early afternoon. It's like twelve, okay. one o'clock, right? We get back to my apartment, he's like, Yeah, man, let's not do the soccer bar. Let's just order some takeout. What? Watch the soccer game here, and then we'll do the scooter and the bike thing later. Wow. So we get carry out, he eats, eats way too much. And then he's like a dad laying on my couch, loosening his pants, telling me how full he is. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, let's maybe not do the scooters and the bikes. <laughs> let's just go grab some dinner and some drinks later at, at Red Cow. I live like right, like basically right around the corner from Red Cow. So I'm like, all right, man, he's my guest. I'm not going to like badger him or anything. So in, in true old man fashion, I give him a tour of Minneapolis in my car. Like, we hop in the car. I'm like, here's U.S. Bank Stadium. Here's Target Field. Let's drive around downtown and then back home. It's like a 20-minute tour of Minneapolis that you would give an old person in a car because they don't want to use their legs at all. Then comes time to go get dinner at Red Cow, and he's like, we're not walking, are we? I'm like, dude, it's right there. It's like right there. And he's like, yeah, but we could just drive. And I'm like, no, man, it's right there. So I drag him out. We go to Red Cow. We get dinner. 
we come back. Sunday rolls around. Let me Wait. So did you guys like you got you got to, you, I know Robbie's got the notepad. I have a notepad. You're I like a, a lawyer. Yeah. Charging so, him. So you guys get you guys go on your friend mandate yeah. to Red Cow. We went to Red Cow. And then the got some is, food. The a friend, just a over. friend met us there. Night's over. Yeah. But I mean, we went late. So we got there like ten o'clock oh, okay. and had some food. We got back at like midnight, twelve thirty. Okay, that's not that I had a little buzz going, so I passed out. Um, which is why I didn't want to drive because I knew I'd have a little buzz going. Sunday comes around. I'd gotten us tickets for a uh, Minnesota United game. We're going to go get some breakfast before we went to the Minnesota United game. Maybe, maybe not using these scooters and bikes. We did not go get breakfast. I made breakfast. We didn't leave the house until we went to the Minnesota United game. Well, I did. I went to walk my dog right before I was going to shower and get ready to go to the game. I get back. I'm like, man, I didn't sleep great. I'm kind of tired, and I'm like sweating and everything from the walk. And he's like, you know, we don't have to go to the game. Yeah. If you don't want to. <laughs> so, what, so what did you guys accomplish that he had done? So I was like, no, man, these tickets weren't easy to get. Yeah, we're honestly, going, this we're is, going to the game. This is so I'm I'm not I'm the youngest guy in the room. And yes. I'm, and, and but I, I'm in my mid 30s now yeah. as of as of a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I empathize with almost all of this. Honestly, like... With the buddy? I can't... So, or with Rami? No, with the buddy. Okay. With Rami's buddy. Okay, I feel bad for Rami. No, so, like eating... If I go to Glendale Donuts anytime before 7 p.m., it's over for me. <laughs> it's over. Like, automatic two-hour nap. If given the choice between going to a crowded soccer bar and having to deal with crowded groups of people chanting things or just, like, watching at home, I'm... Like, I'm... Everything you just went down... I'm like siding with your buddy on almost all of these things. So I'm like, so, okay, so he tries to cancel the soccer game. I'm like, no, dude, I got these tickets. They were not easy tickets to get. We're going to the damn game. So I shower, we get in the car, we go to the game. The plan after the game was to either uh, get carry out or like grill something at my house or go somewhere and eat for the first half of the NBA Finals game. And then go to the rooftop bar across the street from my place. The cafeteria. Get some drinks. The cafeteria, exactly. And watch the second half of the game. He completely bailed on that. He was asleep before 9 p.m. He didn't even make it through game two of the NBA Finals. He was asleep on my couch before 9 p.m. And then this morning... He goes back to the legal pad. This morning... He's now indicting him. I'm going for my morning walk with my dog. I'm like, come on, man. Just... Just roll with us. I come catch some nature. I walk by a lake. It's beautiful, man. Weather is perfect. This is a quote. This is a quote from my friend okay. who's 40 years old. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know what he's going to say. I know what I would say. He says to me, look, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> what? I go, what? I go, what's over? Like your trip? You're not flying out until tonight, man. Are you just declaring your vacation? The whole trip over? What? What is over? And he goes, all this mobility stuff. <laughs> it's well, over. Using his legs. So it's yeah. over. So deep down in your heart, there is no way you want this guy to come back. No, I do. I do. Like, I feel like you knew him at a certain time, and he probably was a great friend, but I would be, I would find any, I would be out of town every time he comes to town next time. I and feel I don't like, care if I'm on the radio. But I don't know, like, I feel like there's a certain age where... You just don't want to do anything okay, anymore, but, but really. But then here's like, the problem. Here's the problem then, and this is what I can't stand. Then don't call me and tell me all the stuff you want to do that you're not going to do. <laughs> you're fine if you're like, you know what? I got three kids, a wife. I'm going to be as lazy as possible. I totally get that. Right. But then don't call me. And like the soccer game, you can't bail on the soccer game at that point. <laughs> Rami worked hard to get those tickets. 
that's a that's a lack of appreciation for you. At one point, it dawned on me what was going on. Again, he has three kids between the ages of three and eight. Like that's sure that's a rough time, dude. So at one point on the weekend, I looked at him and I go, "Dude, are you just glad to be somewhere where?" It's quiet, and you can do and say whatever you want. And he just started laughing hysterically. And he was like, that's exactly it. Because the alternative was crying. I don't want to be around those kids. Slams a beer, falls asleep. Man, Don't over-deliver, though, or over-promise. That, that's your problem? You got excited? Cause right, exactly. Like, exactly. So that's, he told uh, me it was going to be crunk and lit, and then was asleep before 10 p.m. Define, just define, define crunk and lit in his world. Man, very uh, very. Dad-like weekend for Rami and his buddy Cram Session. When we come back, I'm Mackie and Jub with Rami, led by Lindsay, and it includes our most underappreciated Twins player this season so far. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.